Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Be Creative Podcast. I am your host, Eric Choi, and thank you so much for tuning in to this episode because I feel like this one's going to be a good one. And the episode that I want to always talk about, or wanted to always talk about, pardon me, was serving. This episode is called Serving with a Purpose, and you may have wondered what exactly I was going to talk about, and it's literally literal. I am talking about serving and the things that I've learned from serving uh, after being in the restaurant industry for so many years that I've applied into my own personal life outside of the restaurant industry. And these are five things I feel like are really, really important. And I feel as though a lot of people can incorporate into their lives as well. And still to this day, I still feel like serving is best job to start out with because it teaches you a lot of things in life that I'm going to go over as well as all the hardships in life. Everyone likes to look at you know what good things you can learn but I feel like learning the bad things and the shitty things and the downsides of this work is equally as important and I feel like that helps a lot of people especially for the stoics out there. The one thing I do want to talk about is that there are some real shitty people out there. You will meet probably the most unique, interesting, annoying, deadbeat people in the service-based industry. If you're in the service-based industry, you already know who they are. These are the ones that feel entitled. They're really rude. They express and show no manners, they don't feel any sort of empathy at all. They're just deadbeats, they're really annoying. But I always tell people, especially those who are in the service industry or starting out in the service industry, to not fight fire with fire. Because it's true, if you fight fire with fire, you're only going to make a larger fire, which is the last thing you want. If they disrespect you, if they talk back at you, if they yell at you, the last thing you want to do is to give off the same energy or mirror their personality because it's just going to make things worse, I, I promise you. And if a stranger or if a third party is looking at you guys arguing they're going to automatically side with the one that is calmer, that is speaking with reason and logic, and it'll appear that you have more leverage, which is what you want, because they don't know who to side with if both parties are yelling at each other's faces. You guys already know that I'm studying Stoicism, and I'm reading a lot about it, and there is a Stoic lesson that can help the situation out. The Stoics teach us that we should set lower expectations and we should never assume anything and that we only react to how we respond, correct? So the Stoics teach us that there's a possibility that 1% of the entire world are going to be this annoying-ass people, deadbeats, people who are entitled, rude, no manners, and feel no empathy. They exist. Marx Aurelius asks us, is a world without shamelessness possible? And the answer is no. You already know there's no such thing as a perfect world. There's no such thing as a world where everyone is kind, everyone is empathetic, everyone is, you know, able to connect with you. There's just no such thing, and that's just a cold, hard truth. So the Stoics teach us that when you encounter someone that is annoying, that is entitled, rude, 
no manners and have no empathy, instead of being surprised and being angered by it or cringe to it, instead you should be more like, oh, these are just one of those people. Oh, you are just one of those 1%. You're the 1%. And go on with your day like that. Marcus Aurelius, in his book, Meditations, he takes it to an extreme where these people don't know what's right and what's wrong. And maybe you could apply that to modern times, but at the time, he was fighting against like Germanic tribes and other countries that wanted to cut his head off and everything. So you have to realize that given his circumstances, he was able to master and be calm and be stoic in every given situation where he encounters people that are either annoying or wanting to cut his head off. The thing is, we can't set expectations that, that may not be reached. We can't expect things to go perfectly every single time. If you were to reflect back on your planning and your decision making, a lot of times you turned out to be either unsatisfied or displeased with the re results because nothing really goes according to plan most of the time. However, setting low expectations and just working with your head down will lead to consistency working with that emotions, and sometimes pleasant surprises. And for me, when I was serving, I always expected no tip. I've always expected that. I didn't assume to calculate 20% with every bill, with every person that I served, because I already know that no one or not everyone is going to tip at 20% or more. Because a lot of times, they don't. Sometimes they tip you 19, 18, 15, sometimes 10, and sometimes 0%. And that's just the way life works. However, if I expect no tip or very little tip, at the end of the night, I'm like, oh, wow, I made a good amount, rather than setting a really high standard. The second thing that I've learned from serving is acquiring communication skills. And what I mean by this is knowing when to talk and when not to talk. And of course, when you're serving, you're forced to be a very active listener. You're also able to read and react to body language. You also get to hear tonality and the emotion behind what they're saying. And I feel as though serving, especially in the restaurant industry, is prime guest and server interaction. You're pretty much sitting down with them one-on-one -on -one or one-on-two or one-on-ten even and you apply all of these skills to become the best server you can be, the best server to get the best tips. And it also boosts a lot of confidence. If you're a shy person and you're serving, it's going to be a pain in the ass to come up to people and try to sell them food. Or if you're not trying to sell food, you might be nervous that they're going to modify a bunch of stuff that you're unable to do or you're unsure of or whether a dish has a certain allergy or not or certain ingredients that can be removed or not removed. It's stressful. But doing it for such a long time, it builds your confidence. It allows you to speak up more. It allows you to listen more. And it allows you to read and react body language perfectly. And you can apply that outside of work especially when you're dating or when you're meeting new people or when you're networking or when you're doing interviews, you can give the best version of communication based on how much you've served and how much experience you have. And I don't want to just 
solely pinpoint towards the restaurant industry if you're in the service-based industry where you're behind the desk or you're in customer service or you're receiving those phone calls although you may not see body language through phone calls but you could always hear tonality and emotions and you're able to hear how fast they talk or how much they raise their voice or how little they talk it is a very very important skill to have in the service-based industry as well as outside of the industry and into life the third thing that i've acquired from serving is being really really good at multitasking now i'm not saying I perfected multitasking, nor do I believe that perfecting multitasking is possible in general. I'm saying being better at multitasking is a benefit from serving. So for those servers out there, for those who are listening, side work. We hate side work. It's just the things that we have to do in order to make the itty bitty things around the restaurant work. If we're not cooking or if we're not doing the finances and managing of the restaurant, we make the rest of that work by rolling our silverware, cleaning the cups, wiping the glasses, setting up the glasses, rolling the linens, cleaning the tables, vacuuming the floor, uh, adjusting the tables, adjusting the chairs, all of those itty bitty stuff we focus on and we have to have in the back of our minds every time we serve. And of course, with this multitasking, you're able to plan ahead. The last thing you want to do as a server is do and react. You don't want to go to each table and then ask yourself, all right, what does this table need? I'm just going to focus solely on that table. Although it may work if you only have one table, if you have 10 tables you got to care for, you got two parties to care for and like three other two tops, or you have like five two tops and one big party, or if you have to roll like 10 bins of linens but you're behind on like three tables no matter what the scenario is you have to be able to plan ahead and yes there are going to be moments where the chef will ask you to run food while you already had a predetermined plan or a predetermined route to go that's going to happen that goes back to plans not going you know according to plan but that's just how we have to do that's just how we have to respond we can never control what's happening we can never control what the chef says we can never control what the guests say but instead we can control how we respond if you're going to run food you're going to have to adjust but while you're running the food that's when you're planning okay i drop off this food i might be able to sacrifice the time to get waters for that new table i'll go check on them instead and i'll come back around to the kitchen and then get those waters if you're able to plan like that you could apply that into your own lives by planning for I don't know, literally everything else outside the industry. Let's say you got to do laundry and you got to do work. Instead of finishing your work and do your laundry, how about you plan ahead by doing your laundry first and then do work because by the time you're almost done work, the laundry is good to go and it's ready to go. And that's how you kind of plan ahead and that's just kind of how I've acquired from serving. Like I said before, you can't perfect multitasking, but you can definitely try to be better at it. The fourth thing I've learned from serving is obviously the obvious part, the knowledge on food and drinks. The food that people love, the food that people come back for, the regulars that come back and get the same thing is presented to you every time you work. You become numb to it, but don't let the numbness affect you. 
always appreciate the fact that people do love this and people come back for this. And I feel like it's really important to gain at least a good amount of knowledge of what you're serving and the ingredients and all that. Because let's say you cook at home, you could definitely make your own version of the dish that is being sold at the restaurant and kind of make it your own based on your taste preferences. Also, when you're in the restaurant industry or whenever you're in the environment, you can talk to the cooks, the chefs, the managers, the bartenders, other servers about certain dishes. You also get to expand your palate and build up your flavor profile and be exposed to a bunch of things. At first, I worked at a very vegan and vegetarian-oriented restaurant, and that kind of brought to me the world of allergens and a lot of coconut and very high tier ingredients uh, that are very attractive to a lot of guests. And I'm very happy that I work there because I take allergens seriously and I understand that there's so much more in the vegan world than just plants, right? And now I work at a Latin cuisine and it's not every day that us Americans have authentic, genuine Latin cuisine. So being able to see all the seasonings and see how the flavors blend together and seeing what pairs really well and what rums and uh, other sort of sweet liquors pair with certain dishes was a really, really cool experience. And it creates a lot of opportunities of conversation and it really opens up a chance to meet and network with a lot of people because you may be surprised, food in the restaurant industry is a great way to connect with guests and people. So I feel like for the fourth one, I apologize, is really important because when you're in the service-based industry, the knowledge on food and drinks is just as important as acquiring really good communication skills. And of course, the last step, the last thing that I've acquired from serving, which is number five, I kind of mentioned this before already, but it was meeting amazing and unique people because I feel like in the service-based industry you'll meet a variety of people ranging from the old the young the experienced or the inexperienced everyone has a story and everyone is willing not to want to say everyone a lot of people are willing to share their story the restaurant that I work at their servers ranging from 18 to like 60 that's a whole like 42 year age gap and a lot of things happen within those 42 years so you get to meet all these people you get to hear what they have to say to get you get to hear what they learned you get to hear their stories you get to become friends with them in the best case scenario it's just amazing i mean you can't you can't beat that and that's kind of like how life is what's the point of life if you're just living by yourself and stoicism is often misinterpreted by a philosophy being selfish and self-centered, which I can understand because mostly it's about self-improvement. But at the same time, stoicism teaches us to seize the opportunity to always be kind, um, connect with people, and always help people as much as you can and we can't do that unless we're able to connect and network with all these amazing people either if they work with you or don't either if you're serving them or not no matter what the scenario is 
in the service-based industry, you learn how to connect and meet with amazing and unique people. And I hope you go out there and smile at a stranger, say hello to a stranger, ask them how their day is today, and maybe even hear their story and become a ear for them to vent to or rant to. And I hope they get to listen to your story as well. But other than that, thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast. I am a server at a restaurant. I've been in the restaurant industry for about 10 years. And my advice to you is no matter what industry you're at, no matter what work you do, no matter who you meet, just understand that everyone has a story. Life is short. Let that determine what you do, say, and think. And go out there and have an amazing day. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. My name is Eric Choi. Always be kind. Be helpful. Be communicative. Be amazing. Be the best version of you that you can be. And of course, be creative. I will see you guys in the next episode. Thanks. Peace.